Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm here joined today by someone we haven't had on the podcast in about a year, we think. Mr. Oh yeah, give or take. Mr. Mike Wells, welcome back. It's good to be back. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. How are you, Nick? Oh, uh, you know me. Always good, always groovy. Had a great weekend with my cousin Jeremy that I wish you could have joined with us. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I went up north with my cousin to Melissa's cabin, and we had quite the time pretty much doing nothing but drinking beer and playing board games and silly games. You didn't drive the boat? Didn't drive the boat. I was I was close to, but I was like a little too nervous. There were too many people there watching me, and I've I've only did it with Melissa's dad there, and I was afraid to do it by myself. How many people were there when I did it with Melissa's dad? No, like just this weekend. Oh, I don't know. There was just like a bunch of people crowded on the the dock they have out there. Oh, okay. Like you know, so I would have had to maneuver between boats to get out. You know, I don't know. A little, a little much for not, me. Not not ready for that yet. Not ready for that. Okay. I need I needed like one more, a couple more people there, and I would have. Definitely done it because I would have been less afraid with other people helping me. Yeah. Jeremy was a good candidate, though. You know, kind of missed the ball on that. But anyways, how was your weekend? I was good. Just uh, working, slaving away. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I just sweat the whole weekend in front of a grill. It was perfect. Uh, It was perfect. That's cool. Now, Mike, we were talking earlier before we started recording. Is this your first solo time on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I... Maybe I can't remember either. I know you've been on with Jake a couple times for when Brian. I was on with Keith one time. I think it was Keith and Jake when I was on. Maybe okay. I don't know. Second time, maybe by myself. Well, let's just say this. I've is been your doing first a lot time. more drugs lately, so <laughs> I, I do not know. No hard drugs, but all fun drugs. That's that's good. I guess. Yeah, it's all great. It's all good in context. Yeah, good time. <laughs> all right. Well, Mike, why don't you tell us what we are drinking tonight? Tonight we are drinking the Oracle. From Bell's. It is a double IPA. Um, it's probably not that great. Do you like IPAs? I, I mean, I'll drink anything, but I'm not really big. It's uh, 10%, so... It's 10%? Jesus Christ. I'm sleeping on your that. couch tonight, dude. <laughs> you can. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it is 10%. It's, I don't have any more <laughs> information on it from my app that tells me stuff, but... Let's open them. Yeah, because people don't make it to tell you about it. Get swifty, as Rick Sanchez would say. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. An intensely hopped double IPA that is sure to make you as all-knowing as Pathaya. I don't know who that is. It's just a matter of inter- interpretation. It is strong. You can take the uh, taste the alcohol. It's a red label with a, I would someone who I guess is Pathaya sitting on a chair. What is he doing? Uh, looks like he's reading a book and lighting. A Why is he holding his book so weird? <laughs> <laughs> they, the book books back in the day were really heavy, and you had to hold them at a ninety degree angle so with one hold. hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. your right arm was just super strong. What do you think? Huh? I mean, I don't hate it. I like it, but I love IPAs. This one is a little... I mean, you can taste the... Oh, you can taste the double in it. Oh, boy. I'm sorry for everyone for the political segment of this podcast, because it's going to get weird, I think. (laughs) 
with this kind of an alcohol content. Well, this might be the strong. Oh no, this would be the second strongest one we've ever had on the pod. Then. What was the strongest one? The strongest one was like eleven or twelve. Okay. But it didn't say on the label how strong it was. So you just found out afterwards. Yeah, it was surprise. It, it was the episode with Jeremy and Kim a couple weeks ago. It okay. Was, it would. Yeah, I mean, Kim didn't drink it. Thank God, because she's much smaller than me and Jeremy. Oh, she'd probably <laughs> been knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't even have made it to your couch. Well, we got a lot to talk about today, guys. We're going to talk about the NFL upcoming season, do some predictions. We're going to talk about some entertainment stuff, some movies Mike's watched, and we're going to talk about the return of Trump tweets because there's some spicy ones this week. (laughs) I guess we could talk about them in sports, but we don't have enough time. (laughs) Beer number one, sports. So before we dive into... What is going to be the most accurate prediction of an NFL season anyone's ever put together? For sure. We got to talk about Urban Meyer. Oh, good old Urban Meyer. And before we jump into Urban Meyer, we got to talk about the biggest sporting news in the NFL has seen in weeks. Corey Coleman was traded to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's big news. And that's about all you need to know. because That's big news. Um, all, the, honestly, the only thing that tells me is that Josh Gordon is good and going to play. And they're not that worried about him. And they have Jarvis Landry. So, Corey Coleman, he, 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 no one knows if he's good or bad, really. But Oh, we're sure going to find out uh, when he plays for Buffalo. Yeah, he's going to do nothing for Buffalo. <laughs> because they, don't, they, have, they have what I think is the worst of the highly rated quarterbacks that came out. And especially the most unproven. So. I mean, they have A.J. McCarron, who could be good. Okay. And that's all... The- <laughs> That's all the Buffalo Bills Browns talk you'll hear on this podcast because Maybe. who fucking cares? Um, I'm sure we'll rank them really highly in our rankings. You know, Anyways, Corey Coleman was one of the uh, picks they traded away to fill, or they traded for with Philadelphia to get Carson Wentz. They had that second pick. Oh, really? Yeah. So they could have had Carson Wentz, but instead they traded Corey Coleman to Buffalo for probably like a fifth round pick. Yeah. So they that's when they had Manziel over Wentz. Uh yeah, Menzel. By the way, <laughs> oh yeah, four picks. Just, at just had his half. just had his debut for the CFL. He had four interceptions. Uh, he completed eleven passes out of like forty, and had four rushing yards. I think. Um, so pretty piss poor debut. I don't know how you stay sober after doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> uh, well, I'd be Mike, getting tore up. maybe it's safe to say Johnny Menzel is. <laughs> A stronger man than you. <laughs> yeah, good for him. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let's talk Urban Meyer. So over over the course of last week, probably quickly after me and Eric finished the pod last week, Urban Meyer was put on a, a paid leave. Yeah. For um, and can you explain this better than I can? Uh maybe we're probably on the same course with it. Okay. He uh, was receivers coach. What's that? I forgot the guy's name. Uh, yeah, some, whatever. Some guy something that beats Smith. His wife. Something Smith. Yeah, he's been beating his wife for like years, mm-hmm. and there's been like police reports or whatever. I guess his wife knew because their wives are good friends. So, so Urban's wife and Mr. Smith's wife. Yes, Cheryl. I actually know her name. Her name is Cheryl Smith. Okay. She told Urban Meyer's wife about what was going on, and he just kind of acted like this is the first he's ever heard about it. But it's an ongoing yeah. thing. And and he also. Like admit it to lying. Or, yeah, he or, said or he, saying he communicated the information wrong. Right, he said he communicated the information back in 2015. And my whole thing is, if you did that, that should be on file somewhere. Right. And 
how come you didn't just turn up the proof in like 15 minutes? So basically what is what is going on now is that Urban Meyer has kept a guy on his staff that we we well we do know that he knew about the allegations against him. Um I guess there was no police charges, so that changes it a little bit, but it's also Urban Meyer who has a history of this yeah. like similar similarly bad behavior. It's just Ohio State, man. It's always a scandal. Yeah, yeah. Well, any, just, anything to win. I, I guess so. Even uh, no, because I think the fact that Jim Trussell got fired for what Jim Trussell got fired for, like his weren't his players like trading jerseys for tattoos and shit. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay, if you get fired for something like that, you should definitely fire a guy for not coming, like mm. disciplining one of his. I mean, I guess it's not really his job in a sense, but at the same time, he's representing your brand, right? And, you know, the, just the seriousness of beating a wife over tattoos is just so tragic. Yeah, it's, exactly. Like, the fact that Jim Trussell got fired, and this is still an ongoing thing with Urban Meyer, I think it's ridiculous. And what, what happened with Urban in Florida? I know he had Aaron Hernandez on his team and told one team not to draft him because he was a headache. Oh, God, I can't <laughs> really think, but we should look that up because, no, I know there was a bunch of shit going on. So the big question is, do you think Urban Meyer has coached his last game at Ohio State? I yeah, I think he should. You and think that's he not should, even, or do you think he will? I think he will. Okay. Not, I know. I think he'll be back. You think he it's, will it's, be back? It's, yeah, it's been going on for too long now. He'll been fired already. I think that he is definitely going to get fired, and I think that because they just announced today that there's going to be like a maybe it was a couple of days ago, but I heard about it today that there's they're going to have a 14 day investigation, which is weird to limit it to 14 days. Yeah. Like, what if it needs to go longer? That's, right. Right. But I think what they're going to try to do is to try to find a way to let him go without having to pay him. And that's why they're putting a cap on Oh, the, the fact time. that he's getting paid is ridiculous. That's what makes me think that he's going to be back. Well, if he's back, that's going to be the story of the college football season. Oh, for because sure. Because Urban Meyer, I don't know how he does it, but he always puts together a championship caliber team. Yeah. Which, you know, no, only other person that does that is my namesake in Nick. Saving. <laughs> Super saving. Um, <laughs> um, but, so this, this let's assume he gets fired. This changes up the landscape for the Big Ten. Yeah. Especially the Big Ten East. Yep. And opens it up for the other two teams that really have a chance, or the other three teams that have a chance, as in Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Um, this is kind of like, you know, Michigan's expected by now to have at least – won the Big Ten at, at some least point by this rival, year. Yeah, just beat one of your rivals. And beat your rivals. Um, so, if what I'm looking forward to is if Urban Meyer is gone, I'm looking forward to... You, you guys all know that I've been a state fan. We know Mike is a state fan. Um, do you think Michigan can beat Ohio State without Urban Meyer, or do you think they will still embarrassingly lose to them? I still think they're going to embarrassingly lose. <laughs> I think they're going to lose to us, too. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's all based on the talent we have at quarterback versus the talent they have. Because we don't really know about Shea Patterson. No. He had, I think, what, one season at Ole Miss? Yeah. Where he did not do well against good teams. Granted, those good teams were Alabama. but I mean, yeah, he played in the SEC. It's a lot different. But, no, I just, he's still too unproven. He's still a kid. Isn't he, like, 19, 20 years old? I don't know. 
Everyone yeah. in college kind of is. I, I, yeah, I mean, everyone except for when, when you hit like 22 or 21, 22, like when you're a junior. I feel like you're more grown up, but. Yeah, so. I'm young boys. It, it definitely opens it up for Michigan State, though, because D'Antonio can outcoach and has outcoached Urban Meyer before. And we know he can outcoach uh, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that's clear. God, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> Me too. Jim Harbaugh's just such a, such such a, a weirdo. ridiculous person. Such a terrible coach. I, I was talking with Jeremy about this over the weekend. It's not that he's a bad coach. It's that he's a terrible in-game coach. He's like yeah. Jim Caldwell kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of the play calls he's made over the years are so horrendous that have cost him games because of how horrendous those he play calls are. He just looks so is. confused on the sideline. His offensive play calling is garbage. And just, maybe it's just him trusting his coordinators, but come on. I mean. You got to know when to call it off. Yeah, like, I hope Michigan keeps him for a long time. When you throw eight passes in a row on a monsoon game against Michigan State at home, <laughs> where their Michigan State's not even throwing the ball, and they yeah. have a much better quarterback than yeah. you, they have an actual serviceable quarterback than you, yeah. then come on, that's questionable. Or, <clears throat> or when you're when you're lining up to punt for the a punt that would win you the game, you decide to not bring your players in. Yeah, and, and, and even though Michigan State doesn't even have a player back there. To catch to receive the punt, he's an idiot. <laughs> I, I hope he I hope he stays there for a couple more years. <laughs> well, I don't. We I got don't his think, number. We can keep beating. I don't think fine. he's going anywhere because of the amount of fame and money he brings into that school. I just don't get. I don't get it. So Big Ten's open again, um, because you know, I mean, Ohio State's always the favorite every year because they deservedly should. Be. Yeah, that's yeah. And that's why this Urban Meyer thing's ridiculous. Because if you're held to that kind of a standard on the field, you should be the same way off the field. And hopefully Ohio State will do the right thing and get these people off. And this is on, honestly another another uh, form of the Me Too movement because people are starting to believe women now. You know, because this happened in 2015 and no one said shit until right until now because now we live in a different era. And, and who knows how long it was going on before that? Right. Yeah. You know, it's gonna. He's known this guy for like 20 years. All right, guys. Well, if we want to have time to go through this, we're going to have to go jump in now. So we'll save the Meyer talk for next week when we probably get a decision or the week after. But we got to go through the NFL because the Hall of Fame game was just last Thursday against the Bears and the Ravens. I don't know who won. I don't care because it's the fucking preseason. And it's the Hall of Fame game. It's yeah. worse than the regular preseason. But RG3 is back, baby. But probably not. Though. Yeah, no. Nah, he's just getting reps. <laughs> um, anyways, we wanted to go through and do some way too early predictions on how the season's going to unfold and who's going to win each division, where they're going to finish. And, you know, if we have time, maybe we'll do a playoff run. Oh, we're going to have time. We're going to speed through this. Okay. Well, we will start with the AFC North. Mike... Okay. We got we I I have a board in here that uh me and my brothers got my dad for Christmas a long time ago, but his wife made him get rid of it, so I took it. <laughs> Why don't we put all these teams back in their division? Go ahead and do that real quick while okay. I'm while I'm debuting this segment. Easier said than done. Okay. Do you not know every team's division? No, Come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so we have the AFC North, also known as the division, with the Steelers, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns. Uh Mike. Let's start with who we think finishes fourth in that division. In which one? Oh, AFC North? Yes. Fourth place? I'd say it's between Baltimore and Cincinnati. 
I'd say it's between Baltimore and the Browns. So Oh, we're gonna this is gonna be hard. Okay. Why don't we settle our differences and just put Baltimore down there? Okay. So if Mike's gonna make the switch, we're predicting Baltimore to finish fourth in that division. Baltimore, you know, I think they're gonna start Joe Flacco Flacco longer than they should. Because I think I truly do believe even RG three is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. I agree. Um, they also don't have anyone that can catch the ball there except for an old, aging Michael Crabtree. I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. Because uh, they have Param- John Brown. Who's the other guy? Perriman? Or- There's somebody else who plays there. There might be. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously don't know that roster that well. But um, I know that the big story for them is that they have Lamar Jackson, the rookie that they traded up to pick, uh, electrifying college player had more rushing yards as a quarterback than Saquon Barkley did as a runner. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, the other receiver there is Willie Sneed. Yo, okay, that doesn't change so, my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So then, okay, well, okay. my third place for that is... I know yours is Cincy. You know that mine is the Browns. Yeah. Alexa, flip a coin. Yeah, we could <laughs> ask her. She's right there. We have an Alexa in here now. Ask her, because I don't know. <laughs> well, let's just try to debate this. Um, so, I understand the Bengals' um, ineptitude, but they've always been good because they have a solid team other than a quarterback and a head coach. Uh-huh. But the Browns retained, way more ineptitude. retained their head coach that didn't win a single game. Which that is, is stupid. That is, that is like, uh, the Browns' roster is built for success in the future, but the fact that they still have uh, Hugh Jackson as their head coach after not winning a single game with the roster they had last year, you really, I think it's a stretch to think that adding uh, a rookie quarterback and Tyrod Taylor and a, a couple good draft picks is going to make them that much better. Like, you, they have to get, like, how many games do you think Cincinnati's going to win? Cincinnati's probably safe to win six at least. Yeah, I, w- I would say seven. And I and think you think the Browns are going to win more than that. I think the Browns can win. Eight. Yeah, I think the Browns can go nine and seven at best with Hugh Jackson as their head coach. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think that they have a solid defense. Okay. Okay. Their quarterback positions improving either way. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a really. I think they have a good running back core. They got Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Duke Johnson. The. Juice Landry, Josh Gordon, if they sign Des Bryant, I think they could, yeah. They have they have on paper what would appear to be a good offense. So the dude loses the best offensive player to retirement is yeah. Joe Thomas. Yep. I don't know. We got to, we got to, all right. If you want, I'll give you this one, but you got to give me one later if you want to die on this hill of Cincinnati. No, I'm not going to die on this one. It's too, right. Can't do it in the first division. Then let's 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 keep the Browns at three, move Cincinnati to two, and it's going to be a low two. I don't think this division is going to be as dominant as it was in the past. We, I mean, I think I'm assuming you, you think the Steelers are going to win it like most oh. sane people. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, well then we got we don't really need to say much about the Steelers other than if if Le'Veon Bell plays or not, but he said he's going to and have the best season of even his. if he doesn't, they're winning the division. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, moving on to the NFC or AFC South. Uh, we got the Colts 
the Texans, the Titans, and the Jaguars. Where are the Jaguars? Jaguars are in the playoffs over here on the side. If you guys don't know, that our board has like a place for playoffs, and this is Melissa's playoff prediction. Yeah, we didn't set this up. Anyways, um, so start with the fourth place spot. Who do you got there? This is this is a really tough one. Yeah, but I'm gonna leave it how it is with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, I actually think this division is perfect. We don't have to change it. So right now it's we got Colts at four, Texans at three, Titans at two, and um, Jags at one. I think that looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know. All right, we're gonna let's assume for the sake of argument, Andrew Luck plays all, all sixteen games. But we don't know how he's looking. I'm gonna say, if Andrew Luck is looking like the Andrew Luck of old, do you still say that? Yeah, the defense is so suspect. Yeah, I leave it. Yep, I leave him like that. Okay, I'm okay with that too. Um. I think the Titans are going to take a step forward. I, so the only thing about this setup we got right now is I don't think the Jags are winning this division again. Who thinks winning the division? I think it's between the the Texans if Deshaun Watson is back, but I really do think it's going to be the Titans. Okay. Titans. The Titans have like on paper that offense was much better than it should have been, but they had, you know, someone else that ran really stupid head coaching plays, and. Now they have, I mean, they have Rabel as a coach, which is unproven. But I would also, I would give you the Jags if that's if you really felt that strongly. Because I don't feel super strong that the Titans are going to win this division. I feel strongly the Jags. Their defense is insane. Okay, then we'll give you that. I just, you know, Blake Bortles. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look that bad last year. Okay. He didn't look good, but he didn't mm. look that bad. Mm, yeah, Blake Bortles is great. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think the bigger thing is people are going to be expecting the Texans to be higher than that. You think that? So you you must if you were going to subscribe to that, you must think Deshaun Watson is not as good as he was for his rookie debut. I don't know if he's going to start the season. I, I I'm pretty sure he's supposed to, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think that Deshaun Watson ACLU is a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I think that he is a uh, a little overrated. I think he's pretty good. Well, then. I mean, they have their offense is pretty stacked other than running back because they got arguably the best receiver in the league after Antonio Brown. Yeah. They have, and and DeAndre Hopkins. Their defense, they have the best defensive player in the league in J.J. Watt. Always gets hurt. They got Jadavian Clowney. Probably also always gets hurt. Yeah. Um, but I, I I agree with that because, you know, I just like the Titans a lot. I think they're going to finish about the same. I just think the Titans might have another, like, one more, one or two more wins on them. I think the Titans either finish in, I, I just can't see them finishing in uh, second for some reason. I feel like they're either going to take it or they're going to blow it up and be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but let's leave it. So we got Jacksonville finishing on top, the Titans, Texans, Colts. Moving on to the AFC East with our beloved New England Patriots, our beloved Buffalo Bills, our beloved Miami Dolphins, <laughs> okay, and the New York Jets. So this might be the easiest division to predict in football. Yep. Because, Mike, let me tell you how it's going to finish out. Uh, Patriots, who cares who the next two are, and then Buffalo. I think, okay, who cares, but... 
No. I mean, Miami or well, – well, do you think Buffalo finishes in last? I think Buffalo finishes third. I think the Jets finish last. Oh, I totally – I think I think uh, the Jets are starting to come on the upswing. They have a better coaching than most teams in that division besides the Patriots. And Buffalo – coach still Todd Bowles? Yeah, Buffalo has a new quarterback that had a notoriously terrible accuracy problem in a, in a college team that didn't – play anybody i don't even think he's gonna be the starter i think who cares who cares yeah you're right you're right you're right so i will let you sure. choose between miami and the jets to finish third and fourth or third and third second and third you're putting miami up there gosh i just think miami is so bad though but this is like it's so easy to predict who's gonna win this division and there's only gonna yeah, be one it doesn't matter it. it's the patriots it Patriots. It doesn't matter what they what the turnaround is. They're always good. All right, Mike. What division do we got next? Uh, AFC West. Yeah, I'm sure everyone could hear that because you were talking right into that microphone. <laughs> Sorry, the AFC West. <laughs> AFC West, home to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders, the San Diego Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. And a lot of people have the San Diego Chargers as a dark horse Super Bowl contender. How do you feel about that? Who's a lot of people? A lot of the podcasts I've listened to. Oh, I don't feel strongly about that. Okay. I, I don't even think they're going to finish second in their division. They're not, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. I got them at second. Okay. I got Chiefs at one, Chargers at two, um, Raiders at four, Broncos at three. Raiders at four? Yeah. Explain. Okay. This is one of the best divisions of football. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Kansas City, I just really believe in Patrick Mahomes, so that's why I got them up there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Chargers, Phillip Rivers, you know, can't really question his greatness. Also, they got Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, their, their rookie of last year that was hurt most of the year, drafted, like, what, in the top like, 10? I think it was like 19. Or, no, top, top, yeah, top 10, top 15. Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. High, high dra- first round. Second, draft, second receiver drafted in the yeah, first round yeah. after um, Corey Davis. Yeah. Um, and a defense that features Joey Bosa. And, you know, I don't know. I hear it was good. I didn't really I'm, – I'm not saying I watched a lot of their games. and But hearing a lot of people saying that they're Super Bowl contenders, that makes me put them up more. Broncos. Uh, legendary defense. Yep. Case Keenum – uh, I think people undervalue the season he had last year, but I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I think he had a he, he's finally coming into himself. Yeah, I think after you've been coached by Jeff Fisher and who was the other person that coached him before uh, uh, um, Pat Shermer? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Case Keenum. Yeah. I don't think he's anything special, but I think Peyton Manning won them a Super Bowl on his last leg of his life. Yeah, that dude's neck was. This team's not, not like, this team yeah. is not designed for offense, so. Right, 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 right. So that's that's my argument. And the Raiders, I don't believe in Derek Carr. I don't believe in John Gruden. <laughs> I think their defense is great or well, Khalil Mack is great, but who knows if he's even going to play because he's sitting out right now. And Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin, I like Doug Martin, Marshawn Lynch. I, I don't know. They're they're equal to me. Amari Cooper kind of has bust potential. Martavius Bryant not even John Gruden just trashed him. Uh, like I, I didn't hear about that. 
saying that he needs to get out there and actually do something. Um, John Gruden just hasn't been coaching for so long. How is he going to adapt? Oh, to I definitely think game? he's out of touch and shouldn't be coaching. But. So that's my argument. What do you got this at? Okay, so the way I'm looking at it, I'm looking at Kansas City obviously wins. I think second to Denver. Okay. I'd put... Yeah, I would put San Diego at the last. Oh, that I can't let you have. And I respect that. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll trade you this. Why don't we just move the Raiders to last, and I'll let you have Denver. Like so, we'll just I'll let you have Denver at second, but it will. But the Raiders got to be last. Okay, because I feel strongly that Denver's definitely better than San Diego. Okay, let's switch that up. And uh, we'll post this uh, on our Facebook page, if I remember to, of uh, our finished uh, rankings. All right, we're moving on to the NFC, and hopefully we have enough time to do this, but we're going to start with the NFC North, our beloved division that includes the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Chicago Bears. Now, Mike, you know I'm picking the Lions to win this. Okay. Uh... Uh, If you don't, then I'm okay with it because... I don't, but I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Because I, I want them to. I've made my case for the Lions on this podcast over the course of this last year. And let me just reiterate it. I think they're definitely going to win the wild card, but I don't think they're going to. We are just like the Rams of last year. I agree. We had an old coach stuck in his ways that was terrible at game management. Mm-hmm. Turning to a new head coach... With progressive ideas. The only thing different between the Rams, Sean McVay, and Matt Patricia is defense and offense. Now, the Lions' defense is our weakness. We could all agree that with that, right? Yeah, but I don't think they're bad by any means. But we have flash players on defense, as in Ziggy Anza, Darius Slay, Glover Quinn, and hopefully Jared Davis. So I think we're going to be a, a defense that teams might drive down the field on, but... We're going to take the ball away. We're going to have one of the highest turnover ratios in the league, I think, especially with Matt Patricia's play call style and the kind of players we have. Yep. Offense. We have the best offensive line in the North, arguably in the league. There's already rave reviews coming out about our first-round pick, Frank Ragnow. Yep. And we have Taylor Decker, Graham Glasgow, TJ Lang, and Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner. Wickety wig. Um, uh, and we have carry on the wayward son, Johnson, coming in with running style that is similar to Le'Veon Bell's, but he's fresher and younger. And he'll pound that up the thing. And we have the we have one of the most underrated wide receiving cores in the league, too. Yes. And couple that with a top five quarterback, in my opinion, yes. in Matthew Stafford. I don't see how this team five, but yeah, still top five. I don't see how this team doesn't win this division. Stafford has never had a has had a hundred yard rusher, I think, seven times in his career, and it's been six and one when he's had them. I don't see how the Lions don't run away with this division. I know their schedule is hard, but I mean come on. Run away with? No, I don't agree with that because okay, I I agree with almost everything you said. You just think other teams are better. Yes, I think Minnesota's better. I think Kirk Cousins... I think only Minnesota is better. Mm-hmm. I think Kerryon Johnson, he's a rookie, so obviously that's unproven. Frank Ragnall looks great. He, look who he's going up against. Ziggy Ansa just started practicing today. Yeah. He's I, going up against a bunch of scrubs. I know, but he was still drafted. Like 
he did, I don't think he let, allowed a sack like in his college. No, career. no, I I think he's going to be good, but. To say that we have the best offensive line in the North, possibly in the league, I don't agree with that. It's definitely the North. Yeah, okay, definitely the North, but possibly the league, no. And I don't think it's the best in the North by much. Do you think Minnesota's line is better with Riley Reef starting at Riley left Reef tackle? played fine last year. Yeah, it's easy to play fine when you have, I don't know, you have Case Keenum going out and having the best year of his career. I also think Minnesota has the one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. I don't like Adam Kyle Thielen. Rudolph. Okay, well, what's your opinion? Kyle Rudolph, I think, is serviceable. All right, we gotta, we, we're got we running out of time. Okay, so, we so we're going to leave this. that. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, you agree. Agree, yep. Next. South. South. So we got uh, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the New Orleans Saints. Mike, run through what you think real quick. Okay, so fourth, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Agreed. They're Third, I'm going to say Carolina. Okay. Second, I'll say New Orleans. Okay. First, Atlanta. You agree? Just I agree that? with everything, yes. Okay. Um, real quick, Tampa Bay is in trouble right now. They've been in trouble for a long time. Shout out to Dave Jeremy for rooting for the Lions in Tampa Bay. It must be tough. Um, yeah, my brother-in-law is a Tampa Bay fan, too. I feel bad for him. Carolina, I mean, I don't know. Um, I think the Falcons bounce back and are good, and they should still be good. And the Saints, I don't know, something, there's something off about that team, for, in my opinion. Okay. Next. NFC East. East, we got the Giants, we got the Eagles, we got the Cowboys, and we got the Redskinnies. Okay, fourth, I'm going to say Giants. I totally disagree. Okay, all right. Fourth, who do you say? Fourth, I say Dallas. Okay, well, they're going to be my third, so that's fine. I'll give you that. Fourth, I'm going to say the Giants. Third? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying Redskins. Giants? All right, Giants added Saquon Barkley, Odell's back, and... I, and, and I don't I don't see if if Eli Manning can do anything that team's going to be serviceable. I would say put him at put him at two. Redskins. I like the Redskins too, and I like the Eagles too. This is a tough one. I'll give it to you. You can okay. put Giants three, Redskins second, Eagles win. All right, last division. Okay, NFC West. NFC West, baby. This is an easy division. This is um, the. 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Rams. Okay, so fourth, you go with this one. Who are you taking fourth? Seattle. Okay, I agree. Seattle, big fall this year. I'm a Seahawks fan, but I definitely agree. They're going to blow that whole thing up. Cardinals, I think they're going to be pretty bad. I just think Seattle's going to be worse. Yep, and then you got what, Niners, Rams? Yep, I agree. Okay. Rams are a super team right now. Niners, uh, they could win it. Beer number two, entertainment. Damn, we barely yeah, got through dude, that. Yeah, buzzer beater. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture online of that for everybody. Um, all right, but we have to move on to entertainment. Mike, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, hold on. We got to open our these, these next beers. Yeah, let me finish this gross one. This gross one, come on. It's not good. Uh, so when I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't run this by you, but I want to do do a quick conversation about this. Um, on Wednesday last week, went and saw the Arctic Monkeys in concert in Detroit. You 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 a fan of them? I don't know who that is. They're they're a band. Okay. You know they have the song. I bet that you look good on the dance floor. Nick. 
we've known each other for a long time. I figured that we this was just an understanding that we listen to different music. It is. I just was wondering if you knew of the band at all. Like you know, and that you know song some did, rock and roll. That songs. song did not strike a bell either. Okay. Didn't ring a well, bell. That would be their most famous one if you listen. No, I don't. I, anyways, anyways. So saw them in concert. Um, they're Melissa's favorite band. I saw them with Cruck. Everyone on this, everyone has been on this podcast except for Cruck of these people. Cruck. John Church, Brian Nyson, and Melissa. Um, Crook hasn't been on this podcast. No, no, wow. no. Him and Paul, you know, actually, you were replacing Paul today, who bailed because Paul's. This is Paul's second time bailing. So, Paul, what the fuck? Come on, you can't tell me I'm for sure gonna be able to do it, and then say, "Oh, I don't think I can do it, man." It's Monday night. What are you doing? Yeah, seriously. Um, anyways, uh, best show I've ever been to in my life. Okay, good. Alex Turner is the new Mick Jagger and his stage presence is so amazing. And I just want and and their new album, I was I was kind of trashing on it a little bit when it first came out, but after listening to it a few times, I I really like it. It's it's literally about a hotel built on the moon. Uh, that sounds kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh yeah. Where so was the show at? The show was at the Masonic Temple, my okay. first time ever being there. Yeah. That venue reminds me a lot of the Fillmore just a little wider. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was great. So I just wanted to shout out to Alex Turner, the Arctic Monkeys. I know I, I know you're probably listening. So probably I didn't on. run this by you, but Travis Scott just put out a new album, Astro World. Who's Travis Scott? It's insane. Oh, he's a rapper from Houston. I, oh. <laughs> I thought you might have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. It was a, no. The third was a great day for rap music. He came out with a new album. YG came out with a new album. So did Mac Miller. And all you know all those people, right? I know Mac Miller. Okay, that's yeah. That sounds about right. I think he's from here, isn't he? He's from Pittsburgh. Oh no! Oh really? No. Maybe I was thinking of some other white rapper named Eminem. No, I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but this also I wanted to lead into talking about something else music-wise that you're not going to have any idea about. But okay, shoot. Uh, have you ever heard of the band Vampire Weekend? Absolutely not. They are the one of the greatest bands uh they're not i'm not saying they're the greatest bands but they're relative to how shitty their name is for their band their music is great like so they have a really shitty name they, but they the have one, really they, good music honestly i think the worst name of any band that has any reason what was music. it vampire what vampire weekend yeah that, what the fuck is that they also have an album that's amazing and it's named modern vampires of the city <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck but um, you've seen the movie Step Brothers? Yes. Seen it more than once? I've probably seen it 50 times. So you know the beginning, the like the like right when it opens, they have that song? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know the song. It's like... Yeah. So that's them. Really? Yeah. And their name is Vampire <laughs> Weekend? Uh, but they just played at Lollapalooza. Okay. And uh, at the end of the show, they announced that their new album's finished. It's just being mastered, so I'm excited about that. But the funny thing that I that I uh, read about their show at Lollapalooza is they opened with that song, uh, that Step Brothers song. Mm -hmm. It's called A Punk. Three times in a row. Really? They played it just three times in a row. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. And it's not like they just played it three times in a row over the course of their 
course of their uh, show. Like they played it three times in a row to start yeah, the show. Yeah, so seven minutes of the song A Punk, which is a no- notoriously short song. Great song, but... Jesus Christ. Uh, that's just so hilarious. I mean, the amount of drugs that were going around, people probably didn't even realize it. I'm sure like 10% of people probably caught oh, on. They don't do drugs. They do blood. Okay, I'm talking about the people at Lollapalooza. Oh, my bad, my bad. They do blood. How do you do blood? Um, um, so something else just reminded me about the what made um, the Art and Monkey show so great was they covered um, a White Stripe song. Uh, okay. The, the Union Forever and Alex Turner was just like, "We're in Detroit. We're gonna play a little White Blood Cells for you because that's the name of the album that was off." And it was so good. Awesome. I'm a I'm a big fan of White Stripes. Yeah. My yeah. dad was a big fan. Of, uh, oh, really? Jack White. Yeah. My dad thinks Jack, Jack White, White is one of the best guitar players he's ever heard. I think, I I totally a hundred percent agree. Just yeah. I mean, not in terms of talent, but in terms of sound. Yeah. Oh, I no, I'm a fan. Yeah, just I'm like definitely fucking a fan. Like just uh, God, you should see the documentary. It might get loud. It used to be on Netflix. I, I think I have it on DVD. I let you borrow okay. it. Uh, if you still have a DVD player, like I don't have a DVD, player. I don't, I don't either. So I don't know how you're gonna watch it. <laughs> Can I plug it into my car? I think I still have a CD player in my car. I don't know if that would play DVDs. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long. But anyways, it's it's a documentary about Jack White, uh, Jimmy Page, uh, the guitar player from Led yeah. Zeppelin, yep. and The Edge. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. The guitar player from U2. Okay. He calls himself The Edge. What Which, a you know, douchebag! What a douchebag! Isn't Bono made out of out of a just shit? Uh, Bono's made out of a bunch of little boy boners. I thought he was made out of shit. He actually used to be called Boner. But you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Wasn't no. there a South Park episode where Bono was just like shit with human skin on him? <laughs> I'm I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure <laughs> that there was a South Park episode. I don't remember the premise of the episode, but like at the end of it. They find out that Bono is just a walking piece of shit <laughs> with humans. Is it Mr. Hanky? No, he's like a full... Blo- I, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'll say I'm 98% sure this is an episode of South Park. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> and if his guitar player is The Edge, I agree. I, I'm I don't, I'm 100% sure So he is in real life a walking piece of shit. The documentary is great because of... It opens with Jack White like making this guitar out of like garbage, and then playing it. And if it was special to your dad, then you would really like it. And then Jimmy Page, you know, fucking greatest of all yeah. time, besides like Hendrix. And you know, the Edge is good at what he does, which is be a douchebag. So yeah, awesome. Try like... to get that out to you. Anyways, oh, wait, it's called what? It might get loud. Okay, I'll look into it. Okay. Um. Anyways. What have you been watching on Netflix lately? Uh, so I just... I, I watched Breaking Bad for the fourth time in less than a week. Uh, yes, which is perfect because Better Call Saul debuts this weekend, I believe. Okay. Possibly I, tonight. I don't remember. I, I don't watch that. Uh, now I'm watching I'm watching Sons of Anarchy for like the third or fourth time. You ever uh, watch that show? Yes. I've seen... Probably half of the last season because I lived with Jeremy during the end of it, and it was a show he watched, and I just kind of watched it with him. Really liked the last season. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm kind of spoiled for me now, but you know, why? Because I saw the last season and nothing else. Oh, I mean, but you don't know what you <laughs> missed before that. That's true. But uh, yeah, and then I just 
I watched uh, it's what the fuck is it called? A futile and stupid gesture. It's like a mockumentary. Uh, not really. I wouldn't say that. It's like a movie about uh, the National Lampoon magazine and okay. like how it like got started up. Is it a is it a documentary? No, no. It's a movie. It's like a biopic. But it's filmed as if it's a fake documentary. Yeah. So a mockumentary. Sorta. Yeah. 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 Like The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Uh, it's. It, <laughs> It was kind of ridiculous, though, because, like, a lot of the National Lampoon, like, guys who started off were all, like, went on to be, like, SNL writers and actors like John Belushi, Chevy mm-hmm. Chase, and all them. And, like, the casting for all this was just so stupid. Like, Will Forte was playing, like, the guy who founded National Lampoon. And this was, like, when this guy was, like, in his 20s, and Will Forte's, like, 40. <laughs> and then, like, his second wife or his girlfriend or whatever was uh, Emmy Rossum who plays Fiona in Shameless, and she's, like, 30. And they're just playing people, like, in their 20s. It was it was kind of stupid. that reminds me just of Wet Hot American yeah, it was, Summer. Yeah, it was kind of like that. You know? <laughs> it was kind of like that, because, like, Joe McHale was Chevy Chase. Okay. Which is just, a, I, I thought hey, was really weird. Bef- I, I need to stop you, because I don't know what National Lampoon Magazine is. Okay, so you remember, you know, Animal House and National Lampoon's Vacation and all that? Oh. It started off as a magazine. Like these guys, uh, Doug Kenny and some other Wait, dude. Is I might be thinking wrong. National Lampoon. That's not like the family vacation movie where they do. Yeah. It is that with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Okay. So like, but they started off uh, this guy Doug Kenny and I can't remember his partner's name because he was just kind of like whatever in the movie. Like Doug Kenny was like supposed to be like just this comedic genius. I mean, obviously he wrote Animal House and stuff like that. But uh, they went to Harvard and the Harvard Lampoon was like a. Satirical, satirical, whatever uh, magazine going back like from the 1800s, and he was just an editor for it. And when they finished college, they wanted to like bring it to like you know a national spotlight because mm-hmm. the Harvard Lampoon, when they were writing for it, was doing so well. And uh, they, they just kind of changed comedy. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, and, that uh, sounds like that's a, a a big step in comedy that I. Not yeah, aware of. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I wasn't really aware of it until. I, uh, I came across it because I mean I knew the National Lampoon's movies like Animal House and all that, and uh, mm-hmm. Doug Kenny, who was part of National Lampoon, he wrote Animal House. He uh, he wrote Caddyshack, and he actually like at that time that that came out because like it was back in the seventies. They were all into drugs like hardcore. Like everyone, was, yeah. This dude was just snorting mad amount of cocaine, Damn. and yeah, like so. Uh, it ended with like because. He died like in 1980, so he was like 30 or whatever. He uh, he went to Hawaii to try to get clean, but then he just ended up doing a bunch of coke, went missing, and he fell off like a cliff. And they don't know if like he jumped off a cliff or he was just fucked up and fell. So I thought that was kind of oh. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird, but I mean, it was cool because I didn't know about that like time in history. You know, someone who's a, as Wait. big of a fan of comedy as I am, like that stuff that I, I like to learn about. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So this, but this wasn't uh an actual documentary but it sounds like no but there were like there were clips of like so it sounds like a little bit more than a mockumentary uh, it's like like I said like a biopic okay but it's sort of I don't know you have to watch it alright but there was an actual documentary that that popped up too it was called uh, like I forgot what it was called I don't know I'm not even gonna try to say I just watched it yesterday I was pretty (laughs) Uh, uh, what was it about it was like actual like those people oh, today talking about it, yeah. Got you. Yeah, got you. Nice. yeah. It was pretty interesting. Though. I didn't know any of this. It, like, was a part of history until yesterday. 
Now, yeah, I I didn't either, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, look into it. Smoke some weed and watch it. It's pretty cool. Smoke some weed, watch some TV. Agreed. Okay. Um. Anything else you've been watching? No. Okay. Well, then, in that case, we got to talk about some shit I've been watching. Okay, lay it on me. So, I know this isn't relevant to the times, but up north last weekend, just watched for I don't know how many times, The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, great movie. You ever seen that movie? Dude, I saw that movie with you in theaters, and every yeah. time you talk about it, you say that. And yes. I think that is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. I just want to bring it back into the national consciousness. Oh, that movie is great. Because that movie is just like the perfect... It's not even... I. It's a horror movie, but... It's, it's not at the same time. It's like... It, it, like you were saying, it's almost like a documentary. Like a, yeah, like a yeah. like a like a biop biopic yeah, of yeah. of why horror movies are the way they are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, that is one of the not even just of it's like whatever genre subgenre. That's one of the mm. best movies I've ever seen. I know, I know. It's I think it's vastly underrated because it doesn't get the critical acclaim that like no, any other like that movie was it, amazing. It doesn't even have a cult following, I don't think. Yeah. Like I'm starting it tonight. Right. I'm honestly me and you are the only people I ever hear talk about that movie. Mm-hmm. I just remember if any of you guys haven't seen it, go fucking watch it because Watch it two times in a row. Yeah. Because the second even watch A-punk it the second that, time. A punk is... Lollapalooza that shit. Watch yeah. it three times in a row. Because <laughs> that is a great movie. The se- honestly, even that movie watching it a second time is so much better than the first time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other than the when the first time you watch it and they go down the elevator shaft and it's like all those all the monsters are coming out. Yeah. Sorry for the spoilers, but fuck you. It yeah, if out. you haven't seen it now, it's your own fault. <laughs> uh all, and all the monsters come out and then it's just I remember watching in the theaters with you and with Sean and I remember looking over at Sean and being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, my favorite movie I've ever seen in theaters. Not my favorite movie of all time, but definitely it's in my top 10. I just want I just wanted to give that a quick shout out. No, yeah, I'm glad you did because I have to, I had to go watch that movie now. I haven't seen it in a little bit. Okay, so you say you've been watching Breaking Bad. I finished Breaking Bad again. You, you refinished Breaking Bad. Yes. Okay. Um. And but you haven't watched Better Call Saul. When it first came out, I watched like the first episode or two, and I just uh, mm-hmm. just start. I it just started slow. Just Breaking Bad started slow. Right, that's what I was going to say to you. Like, I'm at the point now where start. I don't like just to watch shows on a week-to-week basis. I wait for them all mm. to come out, and I just watch that shit all in a week. I mean, you have a lot of... You have you have four seasons to get through before you get to caught up on Better Call Saul. Yeah, but then once it comes to having to watch it one... T- like, you know, at this hour every week, we ain't got DVR at my house. It's like I can just go back and watch it. Well, I mean... Come I on. just You can find a way. I, I could. Where there's a will, there's a way, Mike. too much... What day does it come on? I don't know. It's not out yet. What? It's been out. It's not on the same day every season? It hasn't been. Really? Yeah, because when shows first come out, I think they start off on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but the more popular they get, the closer they get to like Sundays or and, Mondays. And why is that a thing that everyone... I, if so, shows on Sundays have always been so big. Sundays are the biggest day to watch shows because people are like the end of the weekend, you know, you're just kind of hanging out being lazy. It's the end of the day. You're can't really go out and party you don't really because you have to because you know mondays are a thing and so you just kind of sit at home watch i treat every day like a friday so good for you good for you 
It's not good for me. It's, it's going to yeah. be my downfall. <laughs> um, but uh, Better Call Saul. And we just, I'm going to just try to sell it to you for a second. I'm sure it's good. Um, it does start off slow, like break, just like kind of just like Breaking Bad does. Yeah. But you know, honestly, Saul Goodman is one of the best characters in Breaking Bad in terms of writing wise and acting, especially acting wise. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's Brian Cranston, and then there's Bob Odenkirk. Like they were the two best actors in that show, in my opinion. Uh, okay. You you can make an argument for Aaron Paul as Jesse, but. I think that, I think that Bob Odenkirk has had more history in acting and has done other successful things, other than just being in Breaking Bad like Aaron Paul. See, I would say it's Brian Cranston and then the guy who played Gus. Well, hey, if you like, he, I know he's in like the show. Gus, I, eventually, he's no, in Better Call I, Yeah, Paul, I've so. seen that he's in it. Mm-hmm. And they're just a. They're, this last season ended with in a way which I will not spoil. That just it changes everything and sets it more on course to Breaking Bad. And he goes from what Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman. Uh, oh, so you know his old name? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mentioned in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, I watched at least the first three episodes. There are parts of this show that are better than Breaking Bad. I will tell you. That. Really? Yeah. Like the way Saul Saul's his way out of things. It just—it's so satisfying because you're like, oh my god. Is it better yeah. than how Walt gets out of things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, really? That aspect for sure. More, oh, wow. more believable and more, like, you know, there's like some aspects of the Breaking Bad thing that are kind of like that's what's good about Breaking Bad is that it's so believable in everything that's happening, but it's even more believable in Better Call Saul because because you don't just become a millionaire in a year. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I I think parts of Breaking Bad are like kind of ridiculous. Mm. But then if you think about how smart that this guy actually is, it's not. Right. Because, right, I mean, obviously Walt was just like he like I was a fucking genius. I feel like Breaking Bad's success was in purely based in how good. Uh, Brian Cranston was at portraying that character. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Better call Saul. The writing is great. I mean, the, you already know the acting. You know, Bob Odenkirk's perfect as Jimmy McGill, but there's other people in it that are so good too, and they're not even the people that. You know, I don't know. You got to give it a shot, and it's coming out. It's coming back after like a year and a half's wait. I think. Really? Maybe one. Maybe it was. It was definitely over. Yeah, it was a year and a half's wait. Why so long? I don't know. I is, don't know. This is gonna why. be the fifth season. Yes, what I believe. F- yes. How long were the other seasons? They were all. They all came out in February, but no, this really? one decides to come out. Was that six thunder? months after February? You, thunder? you guys hear that thunder out there, baby? Thunder. thunder. Feel the thunder. Oh yeah, that brings us to our next Fuck topic: that song. Imagine that song. Dragons. <laughs> what a shitty band that I don't ever want to hear a single song from again. God. I fuck. But that song. That honestly, if I had to say my least favorite song of all time, it's that song, Thunder by Megan. Thunder, thunder. <laughs> like I want to punch you in the face right now. I hate that song. Oh god! Yeah. Lightning and the thunder. <laughs> that song uh, is so fucking terrible. You know, speaking. This, listen to this transition. Speaking of uh, Imagine Dragons, oh god. you know who famously uh, performed at an Imagine Dragons show? Kendrick Lamar. Uh, no, that was the Grammys. Where, that's not where I was going. 
Okay, but who? The Impractical Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? One punishment, Sal and Joe had to go out there and perform as an opener to the Imagine Dragons. And it was probably way better than the fucking Imagine Dragons. Honestly, show. it was, yeah. yeah. They, they performed a song called Shut Your Face, Grandma. Okay. Sal did the worm. Joe did a terrible drum solo. It was great. And I bring all this up because in Practical Jokers, season eight, I think, just Oh, premiered. fuck off. That's got to be season like 18. No, no. It's either eight or Dude, nine. I feel like those guys put out a new episode of that show every seven hours. <laughs> well, they don't. But I just want to talk about in Practical Jokers and how consistently good it is and how... I don't really see a point of it ending if it's still going on eight season and it still is hilariously funny and still is on 24-7 on True TV. I feel like those guys, like they're definitely funny because I think that show's hilarious, mm-hmm. but it's got to be fake, dude. I, like I was saying earlier, if those guys walk past you in the fucking mall, you notice it right away. It's not fake. People are not just going to let those guys walk because I, I guarantee you people, like when they see them out in public, probably eat that shit up. To where, like, especially yeah. if, they're, and they're, if they're in an enclosed space, like, not if they're walking on the street, that's one thing. But if you're in a fucking, like, those supermarkets they go to, those aren't, like, the size of CVS. Right. And so, like, if someone saw that, they'd be standing around in the corner. Like, people would be watching them have their phones out. They do. They do. People do do that. Oh, and then the people you, still flaw for that, and those some, people need to be shot can, in the fucking Sometimes head, you can see it in the background. They also, have you ever seen Impractical Jokers Inside Jokes? No, I, Nick, I don't watch it as much as you. I think this is the only place I ever watch that show. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure you know that it is not fake. They do not, they would not do that. They have more integrity than that. They, 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 they have uh, PAs. They, if people recognize them, they go up to them. They tell them, like, okay, go over here. You can watch whatever's happening, but just let them do their thing. You know, not everyone watches that show. Like, you don't watch that show. You, I guarantee you, if one of them came up to you on the street, you probably wouldn't recognize Oh, no, them I would recognize them in a heartbeat. You think so? After yeah. you haven't... Because their looks change every year, you know? I'm Not by much. Like, there was one season where Murr had to wear a wig the entire season. Yeah, but if I look at his face, I recognize his face. Right, but I don't know if you would. I. It wouldn't come top to your mind. I guess we, I guess we can never Especially really in the busiest city in the world that. is in New York. Like, where people are just on their go... Doing, I feel like in a city like New York, experiencing weird shit all the time. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like in a city like New York, you expect to see people like that all the time. Yeah, but they don't look like famous people because they're all kind of ugly. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say ugly, but they're all just not attractive. <laughs> I, yeah, and that, I know. I, I still think if they walked past me, I would notice it, especially if they came and talked to me face to face. Dude, there's literally been episodes of the show. I'd be more likely to recognize them talking to me than just walking past me. There's literally been episodes of the show, including this premiere, where people they like they'll be at the end of their challenge. They'll be like, "You ever heard of the Impractical Jokers?" And then I'll be like, "Oh yeah, um, this this other guy yeah." Really no, and I've it. I've noticed that people are like, "Oh hey," like at the end, like, "Aren't you that guy?" And I think those people are no, fucking no, 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 stupid. no. This 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 last episode, the season premiere, Murr said to people, "Have you ever seen this show, Practical Jokers?" And then the the parents point to the kid and said, oh, yeah, he loves it. And the kid's like, yeah, I love it. Then Murr just takes off his glasses like an asshole. And the kid's still confused. And then Joe has to come out to confirm that it was actually the Impractical Jokers because it's seeing people on TV and seeing people in real life is different. I, I don't think so. I mean, 
I, I, especially when you're not expecting it, I think so. I for sure think so. I guess maybe at first glance, but if you, okay, if you don't double take at those guys on the street, you're a fucking idiot and you need to stop looking at your phone so much. But also you don't really like when a stranger comes on your street and asks you something, it kind of distracts you from looking right at them. Like they like, Oh, look, look at this on a paper. You know, you're not really looking at them and you know, it's New York. So people saying weird shit to you is probably a common occurrence. Maybe not, well, definitely not as weird as the Jokers, but no, there like, are people that have not seen that show or have seen it just once. You know, I, yeah, okay. how many times have you I seen guess. it? Oh, enough. Is it because if, if you didn't know me, how many times would you have seen it? Oh, I used to watch a show at my house, like when I was living with my family all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we love that. When it first came out, we loved that shit. Now it's like, okay, this can't be real. I know it, it, I know a dude who like went on a cruise where they were on the cruise ship. Yeah, they had an Impractical Jokers cruise. Okay, that was yeah. How the fuck is that a thing? Like you were playing jokes on people on an Impractical Jokers cruise? Um <laughs> Well, I think that they do the jokes on a different cruise, but they do the Impractical Jokers cruise they just do stand up. Okay. But Maybe they do the punishments on that cruise, but the punishments are just like like they had one where Joe had to just belly flop. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did it like, <laughs> like you know twenty times. It in doesn't a row. really matter if people know or not. Like, yeah, yeah, it no, still yeah. just hurts them. <laughs> yeah. How many times did he do that? Because I remember I saw that one. I mean, what they showed was where they a were lot. like they had to go like hide underneath people's like beach yeah, chairs yeah. and shit. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't. I've I'm I pretty sure or no, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that there's no way that they are like paying actors to react. I, I hope not. I hope ways. not. But either way, I I will admit that they are actually funny. Because like, that shit is funny. If, if they did, they would have them mic'd up better. You know, they wouldn't have to use subtitles. You could right. hear them better. Right. There's just so much that goes into it. Because when I when this show first came out, I I will admit that I did look this up and I did try to figure out like okay, I don't still think this is real. That was a thought that I had in mind, but then looking it up and like all the research I did into it made me believe it. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I don't know now I don't now I don't now I just think it's my favorite show of all time. Like almost after. Oh, it definitely. It, you watch that show yeah, every single day of your that's life. True. Which is which just speaks to like, like Kurt. Um, I, I friend Kurt. He's 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 watched it with me like once. And just cringes and can't watch it because he gets so embarrassed for the people. He's really, like, I can't watch this and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Well, you know, sometimes you watch it and you're like, oh, oh my god, what's going on? God, like that Sasha Baron Cohen show. Did you see that clip? Oh gosh, yes. Oh my god, Which those one? people. What in Arizona? When they were building the mosque. Oh, I did not see that one actually. Oh my god, it gets back because like. The, he's obviously telling them like they're gonna have like the biggest mosque in the country. And wait, wait, all right, all right. You got like two minutes, but start from the beginning. Okay, so I just saw the video on Facebook. This clip. He's uh, he's it's like a like a little what's the a focus group like okay. with people in this small town in Arizona. I definitely like, heard about this. Yeah, they all like you know are Trump supporters or whatever, and he's talking about how like, they're gonna have like the biggest mosque in the country and like how it's a good thing, and everyone's mm-hmm. just like shitting on it, and they're just like freaking out like we don't want that shit and like it gets like deeper than that because one guy starts talking about how like 
we're lucky that, or they're lucky that we let black people live here and like stuff like that. And like <laughs> this town in Arizona is just super racist. And these people like, it's weird because like none of their faces are blurred out. So they like signed the waiver of saying like, go ahead, you know, put this yeah, out that's... with my face on it. So there's like, it's probably like 25 people in this room who are just like totally okay with people knowing that they're just super racist and super like just full of hate towards people wow. who aren't fucking white Republicans. And, the, and you know, the fact that they signed, you know, that's a different point because in relation to Impractical Jokers, like there are people that will just be blurred out because they didn't sign. Yeah, names. exactly. But every, it was like, I, I'm pretty sure everybody in this focus group signed the release. I don't remember seeing one blurred out face. That's wild. Yes. You got, yeah. They would have had to have signed it before. That then. shit made me cringe. Like it was like, I'm pretty sure the video is like five minutes long. I watched like two minutes because like certain shit and I don't get offended or like hurt by a lot of shit. Yeah. But sometimes stuff like that, it's like, dude, I can't even watch it knowing that there's people out there like that. Yeah. like I'm Racism a- is only cool as a joke. I, <laughs> and those I, people I, were just all about it. I, I I tend to agree as long as, you know, no, I do agree. I totally agree. Every, every I, I, I'm not ever going to try to restrict comedy. Yeah. But you know, it, crosses a line when the people are legislating Fear number three power the president grabbed me all right guys um (coughs) it's thunderstorming over here everybody so uh we have to take a quick break to go look at the rain but we're on to politics and it's time to talk trump tweets let's hope we don't lose power oh you're right you hold on i'm gonna pause this and save it so we're saved, and, you know, before we look at these Trump tweets, we have to open this last beer. Oh, yeah. Finish this one. All right, here we go. God. I think you guys might be able to hear that very silently. If you can't hear that thunder, I don't know. Then these mics are great if you can't hear that thunder. That is not coming from the thunder tube if you can't hear it. And it is also not coming from Imagine Dragons because... Thunder. 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 God, I fucking hate that song. I'm going to make that song like my alarm tone so that I just wake up right away and (laughs) throw my phone at the fucking wall. So, you know, the main tweet we're going to talk about tonight is... A little far back, so I have to find it. But before that, let's 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 do his most recent one. California wildfires are being magnified and made so much worse by the bad environmental laws, which aren't allowing massive amounts of readily available water to be properly utilized. It is being diverted into the Pacific Ocean. Must also tree clear to stop fire from spreading. What? That's exactly what it says. But that wildfire, though, that's pretty crazy. It's supposed to be the biggest one in state history out there in California, I read earlier. I'm pretty sure it started from arson, too. Like, it wasn't, you know, I mean, I guess technically all wired. So, so wait, is this this him trying to say that the the law against wildfires won't let water go there? And being, (laughs) is letting water being diverted into the Pacific Ocean? I don't believe that. Yeah, I I don't think that's... (laughs) The most progressive state in our country. I don't think would do that. <laughs> uh, I heard out in California that like people just openly talk about being pedophiles. 
What? Some yeah, I had an Uber driver like a month ago. He was telling me he's like, yeah, I was out there, and I was at some restaurant. I just overheard these guys in suits talking about pedophilia, and how like you can't help what you're into. Like yeah, bro, if you're into kids, you need help. <laughs> I mean, do, do you know they're trying to like they're trying to adapt or accept that as like a sort of like how like be accepting towards pedophilia the same way they are like being like transgender. That's fucked up. Some guy, he's running for office. I think it was somewhere down south, like, admitted to it. I'm pretty sure being a a pedophile. There's different... All right, so, like, if I'm going to put myself at the extreme with this, like, maybe I could see being a pedophile as something, like, that's just in you that doesn't make you bad. But the fact is that if you act upon that and actively even, like try to find media that would or like porn that would be like child porn no matter where what way you legislate it it's going to be you're causing somebody else that's incapable of making decisions to do something they don't want to do like i'm not i this might be one of my more (laughs) terrible views but like i don't think if 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 you truly i guess i don't know but if you truly are only attracted to little kids then that's that sucks do you need help you need help but also the difference is is that your attraction causes people pain no matter what because you're attracted to people that don't have a choice in the matter essentially you know there's a difference between being like attracted to cars or something where cars are inanimate objects oh god that's so so weird (laughs) um yeah, you know, so they're equally so acting. I, I, I guess I would say that having those beliefs is fucked up, but acting upon them is straight up evil. I can, I, I, I can hear what you're saying because I, I, you're also attracted to children. No, it's weird because <laughs> if you go on my Pornhub search history, it's like all oh, grandma something. It's like grandma piss, grandma <laughs> punch in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm into old ladies. No, but I mean. That's the thing, though, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not in anything weird, at least that I, no, I'm not in anything weird, but there are people who are into weird shit, like, you right. know. And it's okay to be into, I, I truly think it's okay to be into anything. It's a it, the point where you act upon it and cause other people pain. Like, if you're into, things. if you're into kids and if the, I guess the kids are into you. No, no. Kids. No, no, no. I'm, no, listen, let me finish. God damn, Jesus that thunder's crazy. Christ. I don't think God likes us talking about this. No, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, God. No, if you're into kids and the kids are into you, it's still wrong because those kids don't ha- really know what to think. Right, exactly. You know, like when I was younger, at there it wasn't like a pedophilia thing, but I had a couple of girlfriends who were like a couple years older than me. Mm. And like I I don't know. Like I thought that was cool that they were older. So I could see why I mean not like it was all consensual, you know what I'm saying? It's not like right. You I mean there's a there's an age of consent? Yeah, and it 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 you can't violate that age of consent. Yeah, it's it's not like they were like fucking fifteen I mean, years I'm, old. They're like three years old than me. Right. I'm I'm someone who thinks. But that I can every- see why a little kid like not kind of sounds so <laughs> fucked up. By like if like a <laughs> if like a thirteen year old kid would think it's cool that like a thirty year old was into them, I could see why like they would feel that way. But 
it's wrong because they're too young to realize how wrong right. it is. I mean, I, I truly believe that if you're into that kind of stuff, you really can't help what you're into. Right. And that's, you I, have to be able to control your actions yeah. when you're going to be putting someone else through a it's life, not even that it's lifelong just, suffering. Exactly. Because it's not even that it's just breaking the law. It's that it's wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, maybe this isn't a hill I should die on, but, you know, I'm just saying, like. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not. I don't, it, feel, it feels like to me like I'm describing myself as being like pro pedophile when I am not. <laughs> no, I. Hey, I don't think for I a hope, second. I hope all you listeners understand. I don't what think I'm for saying. a second that you're pro pedophile. Like, I think it's terrible. I think it's disgusting. But I also don't think. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I can't comprehend a life where I'm attracted to kids. I can't comprehend that being a fabrication just of me being evil. I feel like it's got to be something that's just like in me. Yeah. But. Also, if it was in me, not that it, it totally not, totally not, but um, like you, you, you shouldn't be jailed for having those theory, our feelings. You should be jailed for acting upon them because yeah. you know they're wrong. Yeah. All right. So next down, I still feel like if you if you feel that way, even if it's not your fault, that's fucked up. It is. It you're, is. You're it's fucked for sure up. Fucked up. You're definitely a sick. You're sick in the head. <laughs> right, but we gotta. Okay, like, we got to find ways to mend those people rather than just to letting them go to jail and get fucking stabbed in the throat. Yeah, I mean people everyone can contribute to society and you, you just have to I mean there should be outlets for them to like if if everyone had therapy, there'd be a reason they they could probably find a reason why they feel that way and they could try to grow and learn from it, you know. Do you uh do you listen to the Joe Rogan experience at all? Whenever there's a guest that I am interested in, what he I'll or just she does. Ra- I'll randomly watch and uh, a couple we uh, I, this is I think it was probably an older episode, but a couple weeks ago I like I cause I I'll see like the clips on YouTube and shit like mm-hmm. cause I subscribe to the channel, and it was uh they were talking about this like documentary series called The Keepers. Have you ever heard of that? No, it's on Netflix, but it's, it's sort of about like how the Catholic Church like was like. Just with Catholic Church cover-ups with, like, child molestation and shit. Mm-hmm. You should look into it. It's pretty cool. Like the movie Spotlight? It's not cool. It's it's informative <laughs> and interesting. It's not cool. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're getting ourselves into trouble when we really... Sh- yeah, this is fucked up. Like, any, anyone that's listening, we are not... Like, we are not <laughs> saying any of this is okay. We are just trying to talk about a tough situation. Yeah, this is a fucking really tough situation to talk about. And, and we want to specify... Any acted upon beliefs that infringe upon the children's well-being, and even even if it, even if it doesn't infringe by their well-being, but the fact that they are little kids is inherently fucked up and should be super illegal. But what we're saying, I think, is that people have weird perversions, yes. and if if they don't act upon them and deal with them. You know, in a respectful way that maybe we could like maybe guaranteed people to have um, fucking counseling and therapists. You know, then we can prevent the harm that is caused to these children. Because I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think people make a choice to be attracted to children. I think it's something within them that is fucked up, and I don't think that just I don't think just having those thoughts is something that should jail you. I think acting upon them is something that should jail you. Maybe we should blame these kids for being so damn sexy nowadays. Yeah, we're against sexy kids, guys. Come God on. damn it, kids. <laughs> 
All right, um, back to Trump tweets. Here's a, here's here's a big one. Fake news reporting, a complete fabrication. That I am concerned about the meeting my wonderful son Donald had in Trump Tower. This is a meeting to get information on an opponent. Uh, opponent, totally legal and done all the time in politics, and it went nowhere. I did not know about it. I, they were talking about that on that John Oliver show when you were pooping. Kind of sounds like you knew about it, right? Oh, I'm sure he <laughs> knew about it. Uh, but, you know, the main one we want to talk about tonight and I think would pertain to most of our listeners is hopefully I can find it. I hope he didn't delete it. Oh, here it is. Um, all right. Donald Trump. LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. Well, first off, he's wrong for liking Michael Jordan more than LeBron James. LeBron James is way better at basketball. Oh, I thought he was talking about the movie Like Mike. (laughs) I love Will (laughs) Bow Wow. Yeah, Donald Trump is a pedophile. He likes 13-year-old black boys. (laughs) Yeah, no. fuck, Dude, fuck Donald Trump. LeBron James... Look, no matter how he feels about you or not, you can, I, and no matter how you feel about him, you cannot talk shit about that guy. Yeah, especially this comes on the eve of of him LeBron doing James. one of the most like selfless, like awesome things that anybody has ever done in the world. Yeah, what did he do? When he he built a school that promises it's the I promise like what is it academy? Is it I promise like I don't know what the, I'm, I'm not positive. I don't know what the name of the school is, but that shit is just so awesome. Offering kids who graduate free tuition. Mm-hmm. Given uh, job assistance to their parents, food providing that yeah, providing them with free breakfast and lunch and snacks throughout the day, like Bikes kids who kids who wouldn't get that kind of shit. And that like I, I'm strong upon this because like when I was a kid, like we were poor as fuck. Like there were days I was on free lunch program. If I didn't go to school, like there were days some I, I didn't eat, you know, and like. Mm. It, that was all state funded. Like this is this guy. That's money out of his own pocket. I think that is like the best thing that anybody has ever done for, for, you know, people who are are without shit. Yeah, like if well, more people with LeBron James money, because it, it's there's a lot of people like that did like stepped up and did this. I think the world would be so much different. All right, so the, the I agree with everything you said except for the fact where you say like if more people with LeBron James money did this. Like, if more people with LeBron James money and in LeBron James tax bracket voted for progressive ideas, we wouldn't have to have people like LeBron James do this shit. Because this is only affecting Akron, Ohio. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, one, like, less than 1% of the world, you know? Like, it's probably like less than 1% of the country. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. And, you know, and, and it's great what LeBron James is doing. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and getting back to the Trump tweet, it is insane for this person, as in our president, to call <laughs> call LeBron James, essentially call LeBron Stupid. James dumb. Yeah, like, wow. And saying he likes Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan, one of his most famous quotes is, uh, I think I talked about this last podcast, but um, in Chicago, there was a famous famous uh, race for governor or mayor, or mayor of Chicago, um, where the mayor, the black candidate wanted uh, Michael Jordan to endorse him, but Michael Jordan said, I can't Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, because, you know, 
Jordan's a businessman. Dude, Jordan has always been about his money. Yeah, he's about his money. LeBron is about... He has all these humanitarian efforts, and he is just such a... You know, regardless of what you think about him on the basketball court, LeBron James is such a... He is, Dude, he's he a is, perfect father. He's a, he's a, a per, as far as I can see, mm-hmm. he's a perfect father. He's a perfect husband. He's never had any scandals. He's the goat of... He's the goat. He's the goat of professional athletes. The goat of like issues, you know, like like that's like a lot of because it's fucked up. Because I remember I saw it when I was a kid, obviously. Because I mean, when Charles Barkley was still relevant, we were kids. But he had that commercial where he was like, it was like a sneaker commercial. He's like, I'm no role model. And LeBron James kind of like he had a Nike commercial where he did the same thing, and like mm-hmm. he called out Charles Barkley for that. But it's like LeBron James is a role model. Like I would, if yeah. I had a son. I would, no matter what sport he played, I would want him to watch. Like, if he played fucking tennis, I'd say watch watch tape on this guy on and off the court. Like, do as he does. Mm-hmm. He is just, he's a great human being. You know, the thing is, like, if you, or so you had to, like, compare. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of athletes that would, um, you you would say are better off the court than on the court. But yeah. With LeBron oh, yeah. James, like. There is no athlete that is better than him off the court and on the court. Yeah, no, 100%. There's, like, there is nothing. You can't compare to what he has right. done and what he is doing and what he is going to continue doing with his career, even after basketball. Right. You know, you know he's probably going to own a team, and you know he's probably going to continue putting back into this Ohio community that is one of the communities that has been forgotten, especially in Akron. You know? Yeah. Like... I, I don't understand why the president of the United States feels the need to call out LeBron James. I know, right? Because he doesn't like you. Like, what, what are you just butthurt? You're in your fucking 70s, bro. Grow up. Like, yeah, LeBron said he wouldn't sit across a table from you. And, you know, there is really good reason for that. You have a history of racism and... <laughs> And sexism and sexual assault. And I I just don't get how he denies all this shit about himself. Like, how how does Donald Trump look at himself in the fucking mirror? I don't know. He I think he thinks it's like 1940s when you can say things aren't real and people everyone's gonna believe you because there are people that do. Oh yeah, Like, like he just he just said at a rally that deny the fake news. Like it's not whatever you're hearing is not real when. Reporters are held to high standards. Yeah, dude, it's not. It's because it's not the forties. The fucking internet is a thing. Right. We we see there is video evidence of everything. You know, like, and gosh, who knows what fuck? I mean, I don't want to speculate, so we'll we'll skip that. But no, I I'm curious. What's what you? What are you I mean, talking I'm about? Saying, who knows what Russia has on Trump? Oh yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Like it's it's. It, it's fucked up what this it's man. fucked up because i feel like the rest of the world doesn't live like we do like because i feel like in america is more so than any other country we are just like told what to fucking believe is real and what's not like well now, listen now we are uh, uh, yeah like listen to the fucking bbc bro like the, on the bbc news they talk about like actual shit Dude, I, honestly, we talk about like what the fucking president ate today it, 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 and we're supposed to hold that to like a high like fucking standard of, like you know like to what to believe in it speaks to where you get your news from and I think that is something that is super important is to f- 
find a reliable place to get your news from. And Michael, where do you get your news from? I get my news from Apple News. If I uh, see, so I'm going to show you where I get my news from. Do you do you it's, think it's do you think it's trustworthy? Yeah, because I mean, it, it's, it all comes from like reputable sources, like the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Time, stuff like that. Well, well, Trump thinks all those are fake. Okay, well, I think Trump's a fucking idiot. So I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I've never really like went off his like. So yeah, like, uh, last week on the podcast, we had Eric on, and he was saying like um, he was finding like the disrespect towards the president role in general a little bit intolerable but he also said that he understands after how trump's been tweeting and how he's been disrespecting how it's getting to a point and you know mike carl's friend of the podcast after this lebron james tweet came out he texted me and said i'm done with trump this is ridiculous it's getting too insane was so, mike Car- was mike carl's ever for trump yeah he voted for trump oh really mm-hmm. okay shout out to mike carl's one of my best friends yeah friend shout out to both of them i don't care how you vote you're still i to look at them as good people so no yeah they are good people i mean like you know they they i, th- I feel like they get it and i feel like we all are on, like it's not them that that the democrats are against it's not the people that vote republican that people are against we're about we're against the people that have these vicious views towards people that are different than them and those two are not the people that we're against yeah no not at all we're against the people that blatantly don't like black people, blatantly hate Mexicans. Like a lot of people, a lot of people like don't like like you know that's why Trump, that's why the build the wall was such a big thing. Yeah, that was fucking oh god. I I, I just you if as long as you hold your viewpoint and stand with everybody, I'm fine with it if it's different than me. But when you like base it off the color of someone's skin, mm-hmm. their religion, their fucking, what they were born as, their sexual orientation. Right. Fuck off, man. I try to think, like, most people are, like, most people, at least in our <coughs> age bracket, or in, you know, give or take 10 years, you know, um, we're all socially liberal. Like, we all don't give a shit about what you are in terms of religion, what you are in terms of sexuality. Right. You know, it's the it's the old it's the real like not well yeah the old people but the old uh, yeah it is the old people the past voting class that just that cares like I haven't met a young person that's a Republican that cares about if you're gay or not no but there are people that are out there yep. and it's the older people and you know everyone's socially liberal and the thing is what the the, the my biggest pet fee, pet peeve with the people that voted for Trump that are younger is that it seems like they're holding the views of their parents and their fucking grandparents. No, no, it seems like they they have they have the socially liberal views, but they don't weight them as appropriately as they do their economic views. Cuz I can yeah, I, I that's, can, that's what I'm saying. They get their socioeconomic views from their parents and their grandparents. Like so they're going to they're going to vote for someone who is going to like not that I agree with these views at all because I think they're ridiculous, but like you know, if, if if they don't want the rich to be taxed more than the poor, then they're going to vote for that, even though the rich or the the, the candidate they're voting for doesn't agree with gay rights. You right. Know? Right. Like why why is that weighted higher than the social values? The social values should be weighted more higher because they are something that can't 
that you can't come you, back from. Right? right, exactly. You can't change that, but like your economic views mm-hmm. on everything, you can't change because you can change your economic status. Right, like so, like it's it's more you, it's more testable in the market if you vote for, like, or let's say let's say let's say let's flip the parties. Let's say yeah, um, I don't even know how to flip the parties. Okay, well here let me. I don't know how that side thinks. So let's uh, uh, let's say you're gonna vote. Let's say you're you're Democrat. Let's say like the Republicans like. Let's say they, uh, let's say the Democrats. Democrats, they 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 agree with all the social values that the liberals have. Like they're they're pro gay marriage, they're pro, you know, all the social stuff. Like they're pro environment and whatnot. But they also want to, uh, uh, not tax billionaires and just tax, it, more of a flat tax. Mm-hmm. You know, people would vote for that. And we would see how that would react, you know. Yeah. And and <laughs> you know, I, I, unless there's like a purpose, purposeful division in the thing, because, gosh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I I feel very lost in this whole political warfare. That I don't really know how to convince people to vote Democratic, when. When I truly, I truly believe it's the right way, even economically. Yeah, I, I like to think I end up like towards the middle on everything. I lean more left, but like, mm-hmm. I like to listen to other people's views as long as they don't include like hate towards. Yeah, because I think that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, even me as a white guy, I know white people who are nothing like me. Yeah, well, and I don't think like I just don't see how I I just don't get it. I well, all right, so shout um, out to Bell's Oracle, ten percent, <laughs> got us ten percent or baby, got us feeling life right now. <laughs> what um, economically, like you pro taxing the rich over the poor? No, I no no, I say I'm a flat rate kind of guy. Flat rate. I feel like, you know, people who are super rich earned it in some way. Mm-hmm. And if I ended up being that super rich, a lot of them, they didn't build themselves up from nothing. I, you know, I'm not ignorant to that fact. Like a lot of people, you're born into that shit. Mm-hmm. But me as someone who doesn't, who came from really not that much, if I were to ever build myself up to like, being super rich, I would be super pissed off if I had to pay more for building myself up to that. Not a lot of people build themselves up from the ground up, but at the same point, like at the same time, you earn what you have, whether you deserve it or not. See, and I'm all for the fl- I'm all for a flat rate. I don't think they should pay more because they have more money. See, and and uh, I mean, I I'm not, I don't agree with you, but I definitely understand. Like that line of thinking, like I get, it, I get it, and I get why people would think that. I just think it's unrealistic to have a functioning society, and I put more weight in having a like livable society and environment for the future. You know, like me, yeah. and, me and uh, Joe McNavish, we always have this conversation. When you guys about- are drinking Jack Daniels, uh, Coke and <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, hold on, I time out because I was looking at that bottle. Mm-hmm. And that is the gayest bottle I've ever seen. And not gay in the sense of homosexual, but gay is in the fact that that's stupid and I don't like that. 
Oh gosh. Well, so, <laughs> so you just ruined the word gay. No, I was, <laughs> that was just a joke. But but uh, no, you were saying. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying that like. <laughs> sorry, you threw me off. A <laughs> sorry, I knew I knew I was going to. Um 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 um. So, what I what I believe in. I think that you should. You know, people with people that are better off can afford more taxes towards them. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. So, if you want a flat tax rate, that's not gonna do. You, do you believe in a flat flat tax rate that won't affect the poor people? Yes, I, I feel like the what I pay for taxes shouldn't affect poor people that much. Right, but if because I if con- you, I would consider myself. Not not poor. But, I'm right above poverty. But poverty. but but yours. But your the taxes that you pay and the taxes that people that are poorer than you are not flat. Yeah, but I'm saying like in my range is what I, I I say it should be. Don't you think it would disproportionately affect poor people more than rich people though? Yeah, yeah it would. Because if you tax everyone twenty percent, then people making twenty. What what do you what do you consider poor? Uh, I would consider anyone that makes less than... Any one person or any family? Before you say the number. Are you saying any person? Like as I'm in, saying any person. Yeah. Okay. Any person that makes you shouldn't what? force people to marry. Yeah, no, exactly. But so anyone that makes less than $25,000 be extremely poor. Anyone making less than 30000 or 40000 to be poor. Okay. Above 40, middle class, lower middle class to upper middle class as in 100. Okay. You consider that to be upper middle class? Yeah. Or just middle class was what? Oh, yeah, for sure. What, wait, no, I'm sorry. What did you say middle class was to you? Middle class, middle, lower middle class, upper middle class is between 40 and 100,000. Okay, okay. It were my, my unresearched biased opinion. Okay. I was just seeing where we were at with that. I agree. I agree. But no, so a yeah. Flat, a flat tax would be like so much like so much more <clears throat> pressure on the poor than it would be on the on on the rich like could be nothing on the rich especially even if you're born in yeah but i feel i also feel like our taxes should go to should be spent differently i feel like we, we oh i agree with that waste a lot of our taxes to where like if we all paid a flat middle like a flat rate the the lower class poor people could benefit more from what like where our taxes go as opposed to where none of us really see anything from that. Our roads are still shit. Our schools are shit. Yeah, why Our can't... military defense system is great. Why? That's what I'm that's what I've been saying. Well stop spending so much fucking money on, on Dude, you can't get you can't get rid of the military thing if you want to win elections because you if you get if you Because lower... of fucking nine eleven and people are still afraid no, of shit. No, like if that. if you lower the military budget, you're gonna cause so much chaos in the American uh, economy because so much of it is based on our trillion dollar military budget so like we building all this stuff for ourselves, you know it's like it oh it's so complicated and but i get i get it from like you can't you can't run a campaign based on getting lowering the military budget it's just it won't you won't win yeah and i think that's ridiculous that's why you can't have a flat tax. You have to tax the billionaires. I just you can like, win on that. Think of how much better our country would be if we like just took half what we spent in the military and invested that into schools. Yeah, I agree. 
Everything would be so much better. Are we getting cut off? Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Split Six <laughs> Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I am sorry we didn't get to dive deep into this political discussion, but that's what tends to happen. Mike, where can we follow you on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram? You can follow me on every platform, at Sir Michael Wells. Um, my birthday is coming up on the 14th. I plan on doing nothing, so if you want to do nothing on the 14th, don't ask me because I won't be doing anything. All right, guys, you heard it there first. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Wagella. Follow me on Instagram at NWagella. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. And remember, it's more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for you to listen to what they are saying. Thank you for splitting six with us. See you next week, motherfuckers.